0: And here we go. Here we go on this Monday evening. It is the 18th day of December. One week from today is Christmas Day. Two weeks from today is New Year's Day. So yeah, we are pulling in on it quickly. And more importantly than that, this is the last live show of 2023 for us here at Real Talk Memphis. The long but great year, but uh, we're going to wrap it up tonight because... Uh, you know, folks deserve to have Christmas and folks deserve to have New Year's. I mean me, but <laughs> anybody else who who that applies to. Uh, great to have you with us uh, on this evening, another chilly evening outside. I'm told Lowe's will be in the mid-20s by the time we wake up in the morning. Wasn't that warm today? Uh, but, uh, yeah, the sun is down, so things are cooling down, absolutely. But it's warming up in here. We feel good. We're ready to go. Glad I'm back in the air chair uh, I have been fighting something uh, internally for like the past week or so. Cold or crud. I don't know. What, whatever you want to define it as, but it's not feeling your best. Uh, I am here. See that big yellow thing? And if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you can see me. I have a yellow cap on back there in the back. That's me. Uh, but uh, we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, at least we hope we do. We think we do. We try to put together something that you all might be inspired about and enjoy. By the way. Uh, before I go completely out of order tonight, did Dallas win yesterday? Did the Cowboys win? The Tigers did win. But the, I just wanted to know for all you Cowboys, I'm sorry, you rubbed the wrong way, a little, little irritated now. Radio's clicking off all over <laughs> all over the city now because, because I asked the question. Anyway, on to the show. Uh, many ways to get this fine piece of radio broadcasting. Of course, uh, 91.7 on your FM dial is the uh, one way. We are live right now there can also catch us on the uh, WYXR app. We are also available live on the TuneIn app. And uh, for those of you who uh, uh, wish to do so, we are available on Facebook Live. And when the show posts the next day or so, you can catch us on YouTube and wherever it is you get your podcast. In uh, terms of the show tonight, I think we have some pretty good guests. Randy Taylor uh, is a gentleman who many of you probably are, are, are not familiar with. Uh, he is uh, an MPD uh, officer, uh, but he is also the founder and uh, you know executive director of an organization called Hope Activated, uh, and this is uh, basically a, a, a program. Uh, to help save our youth. Uh, he comes about this uh, in very honest ways uh, in terms of his own life and his own children. But he wants to make sure these kids are saved uh, and really, uh, you know, headed up the right road and the right path and doing uh, the right thing. I look forward to talking with him. A little bit later on, we will have State Representative District 86 Justin J. Pearson will stop by uh, and uh, chat with us uh, about uh, more than an eventful year uh, this young man has had, uh, to say the least. To say that he's had an eventful year is probably one of the biggest understatements we can make for him. So we'll find out uh, how things have gone as he prepares to head back up to Nashville uh, next month uh, to begin another full legislative session. And uh, in the second half hour of the show... We cannot end uh, this year without uh, getting uh, the thoughts and opinions from the author, the commentator, the columnist. He is Otis Sanford. And uh, we'll chat with him about uh, what we have dealt with and, more importantly, what lies ahead for all of us in 2024. So uh, that is our lineup for this evening. Uh, We hope you sit back, relax, uh, take it easy. It's too cold to be messing around outside anyway. Uh, Put the fireplace on, put the heat on, uh, crank the radio up, while you're eating your favorite leftover or whatever it is you're having for dinner tonight and hang out with us for the next hour uh of course uh many of you uh were very fortunate enough to be able to say today you celebrate uh another trip around the sun so uh, if you are celebrating your birthday today or did over the weekend or have it coming up this week this is your segment this is where we celebrate you this is uh, how we let everybody know, whether they wanted to or not, that it's your birthday. But I can't do that unless I tell Brynn, hit it, Brynn. Happy birthday! Lola's, Lola's in the bullpen, ladies and gentlemen, getting ready. Happy birthday is going out to the following. Tiffany Boyce celebrating today. I know Tiffany. Happy birthday, Tiff. Uh, Fanny Foster celebrating today. as is Wendy Hayes. If you listen to traffic uh, either in the morning or in the evening times, Wendy Hayes is the voice that you hear on the radio, giving you the, uh, you know, the lowdown on traffic. Uh, Vactra Wilson celebrating today uh, as is well, Wilson Tipton, rather. Uh, Irene Manzanet is celebrating her birthday today as Dee Ayers, Kenneth Mays, Tyranny Hendricks celebrating her birthday today, as is Tracy Jones and Alfred Patton. And don't go away. Here's Lola.
1: A very special happy birthday to my bestie's little daughter, Lacey Faith Miles. Happy birthday, Lacey Faith. It's double digits.
0: She's 10. Oh, Lord. Lacey watch Faith, out you world. know, watch out, man. Lacey's on, on the move there. Well, happy birthday to Lacey Faith and to all of those who are celebrating today or coming up this week. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. We we are all uh, very happy to uh, wish you uh, a wonderful day. I hope it's been a great day. And we hope to be with you next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Bryn. All right. So uh, we do have a death report to report. Uh, many of you are familiar with the actor uh, Andre Brower. Uh, he uh, was, I mean, he was, uh, in so many movies uh glory is is one of the ones of course he was uh, homicide life on the streets uh he's been in uh, uh the law law and order svu uh brooklyn brooklyn yeah that's it brooklyn Nine Nine. yeah he was in that series as well regular for the last six years so uh yeah he died suddenly uh, at the age of 61 uh was determined that uh, he had been uh, dealing with uh lung cancer so uh you know, prayers go out to him. May his memory always be uh, a blessing. Uh, in news and notes, uh, the mayor-elect, soon to be the new mayor of the city of Memphis, Paul Young, uh, has uh, made a decision that he's going to retain uh, the current police chief. Her name is C.J. Davis. As he begins his new administrative uh, new administration on the 1st, Uh, He mentioned uh, that uh, in order to aid the police department, he will identify a primary point person to lead our pandemic level response. That public safety task force director, that will be the title, uh, will work with Chief Davis, the Shelby County District Attorney Steve Mulroy and community partners uh, and uh, locking up repeat offenders and helping them to stay locked up. That would be a good first step. And that is one of the priorities uh, of the administration. Uh, He likes her uh, street level approach to handling crime uh, and understands that we need that type of approach. So we'll see what happens. Uh, That announcement was uh, greeted by mixed results. Some folks in some folks not so in uh, and um, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let me see here. Police are still investigating. very tragic here. Uh, the shooting death of a one-year-old child. Well, this happened uh, early Saturday morning about 2 a.m. Uh, at a home in Fraser. Police have no uh, leads at this time. The one-year-old child uh, succumbed to uh, injuries sustained uh, after being uh, shot. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the uh, Memphis and Shelby County Schools making a little bit of news. Uh, the five finalists have been identified. The five finalists uh, were interviewed on Saturday. Uh, and uh, Angela Whitelaw is one of the five candidates who was interviewed. Now, Angela actually uh, is a current uh, superintendent of academics and school support for Memphis and Shelby County Schools. Uh, so she is one local candidate who is being considered uh, for the position. We will keep you posted as uh, progress continues and as all of this uh, continues to move on. So the Memphis Tigers are playing uh, some pretty good basketball. They won uh, a thrilling game uh, over the weekend. They beat Clemson by two points, 79-70. So yeah are Lola in the background. They beat them by two. It was, a, it was a good game, really good game. They play the University of Virginia tomorrow night. That's no cupcake. That's no that's no walk in the park. Uh, but they will play uh, Virginia tomorrow night, so we need all our folks to get out there and cheer. Uh John Morant, remember him? Star point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. He actually returns from his 25-game suspension tomorrow night. Uh, The Grizzlies will be on the road against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, He will be eligible to play tomorrow night, and he probably will play tomorrow night. Uh, Then he comes home. The next game after that will be a home game, either the day after or two days after. That will be... When he will be making his triumphant home return, I am sure the game is probably going to be a sellout. A lot of people excited about seeing him back on the court. Uh, Lord knows the Grizzlies need him because they have not done <laughs> very well uh, up until this point. So that's a look at news and notes on this uh, Monday evening. And did I did I mention that this is the last uh, uh, real talk Memphis uh, for twenty twenty three? If I didn't, it is. Uh, and uh, so we hope you listen tonight and get a chance to check out uh, what we're talking about this evening. It's been a long year, but it's been a great year. Uh, uh, this is, I think, my third year completed here. Uh, I believe I think it is. Uh, and uh, we're going to take a little downtime for Christmas and New Year's and be back early January. Uh, but we will be back sooner than that. We're going to take our first break of the night, and when we come back, we're going to kick things off and uh, get into get into a nice, warm, cozy radio broadcast. What do you say? uh i'm chip you know who you are let's take a break we'll be right back
2: if you like real talk here's a way you can get involved do you have a show topic idea or suggestion want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. as we approach the end of 2023 take a moment to consider the ways wyxr volunteer djs have enriched your days making them smoother livelier and more joyful this is the power of music and the power of your partnership keeps it alive this month kindly consider supporting WYXR with a donation to ensure your community radio station can keep providing the music experience you deserve in the upcoming year. Visit newyear.wyxr.org and make your contribution today. Located on the
0: second floor of the Crosstown Concourse, the Memphis Listening Lab is a curated collection of music and music
2: history that is open to the public six days a week. Final happy hour happens every Friday between 3 and 5 p.m., where guest DJs from around the community will spin some of their favorite records.
0: More information and a complete listing of upcoming events at memphislisteninglab.org.
3: Support for WYXR comes from the Orpheum Theater, presenting The Illusionist's Magic of the Holidays, happening December 28th and 29th. The Illusionist is a magic show for all ages, direct from Broadway. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Barware is proud to
2: support WIXR. Located on Front Street in downtown Memphis, Barware serves fresh and seasonally inspired menus every Tuesday through Saturday evening at 5 p.m. More information at BarwareMemphis.com. Whoa. Srimu is proud to support WIXR. Located in the central atrium on the first floor of Crosstown Concourse, Srimu serves plant-based cheeses all handcrafted on site. Srimu's Wine and Cheese Cafe is open every Wednesday through Sunday evening at 3 p.m. More information at Srimu.com.
0: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, beautiful but chilly Monday evening in the city, Chip with you. Very happy to have you along for the ride. Now, uh, my first guest tonight, uh, first of all, we all need uh, our young folks uh, these days and our young folks need us. And, uh, you know, we, we need uh, committed individuals for, because a lot of our young folks are straying down uh, negative paths and we need to try to steer them back in the right direction. Well, my first guest opened up uh, a, a facility uh, dedicated to uh, the young folks and, and dedicated to showing them right from wrong, teaching them right from wrong, and really understanding the path uh, of life that you choose. Uh, he is Randy Taylor. Randy uh, is uh, the founder and the executive director of an organization called Hope activated if you've never heard of it he's also a Memphis uh, police uh, officer as well and Randy joins us now because I read his story in the paper uh, as I'm sure many of you did but boy I'm telling you uh, his commitment uh, to these young people comes to us or to him from a very personal place and we'll talk about that as well but first and foremost Randy welcome to the show man I'm glad we were able to get you on it's good to
4: see you it's good to see you as well Chip thank you so much for having me on
0: so listen, man, uh, and and absolutely for that, but uh, but but you know, hope activated uh, is is a powerful phraseology in the first place. Uh, what was it about you? Because the one thing in particular when I read in that article, it was like it, it, this was this for you was something that had to be done. This was something that 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 you know, I mean, you're a Christian man, uh, but clearly uh, you had a mission, and this was your mission. Why was that?
4: The reason being for the foundation of this organization, uh, Chip, is because over the years of my my law enforcement career, I started in corrections, and uh, I I progressed and and promoted in corrections, and I ended up being a gang investigator in corrections. Mm -hmm. So this really was the starting point of it because as a gang investigator uh, in the the prison institution system, uh, I had a chance to interview and talk to a lot of gang members. A lot of these gang members were 18 and 19 years old who had transitioned from juvenile detention centers to what we call the big house. Right. And so uh, in interviewing them and talking to them, uh, they would they would it sounds crazy, but they were just normal people who committed criminal acts. Mm-hmm. And granted, they the criminal acts, some of them, most of them were, were horrible acts. They they committed murder and and things of that nature. Uh, but they. Uh, seeing them making these, these decisions, um, that impacted their lives for the rest of their lives. A lot of them were doing were um, life sentences. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking young men, uh um, 18, 19 and 20 years old. And so, uh, that really hit home with me because I had two boys at the house at that time now, and my sons were around that time, probably 11, 12, 13 years old. So, uh, it really made me start focusing more, on uh, teaching them and directing them and instructing them. And so as my career advanced, I ended up getting into law enforcement with the city of Brownsville, Tennessee as a police officer. Yeah, And yeah. that gave me uh, another uh, area out, outside of the penitentiary to see uh, what our young men were getting involved in and the decisions that they were making and the crimes that they were committing. And so like most people, I, I looked at this situation And I thought that if there were an organization um, that could just be hands on and could connect and give these young people the attention and the platform that they needed, that I felt like that that would be effective because I started thinking about the hope And, and when there is not hope, then people would do anything. And so that made me think that our young people probably didn't have hope that they could even produce a better life for themselves,
0: Randy. I was going to ask you uh, <clears throat> in talking with these young adults uh, that, that you were, uh, you know, in the in the uh, in the uh, in the farm there, uh What were some of the things as you were having conversation with them about maybe the whys uh, in terms of the choices that they made that that brought them behind bars? What were some of the things that they told you?
4: Some of the things they told me. Um, some of these young men were locked up for charges and convictions of rape. Mm. Uh, And so they shared with me, a couple of them shared with me that they didn't even know at the time that the the young lady that they were engaged with or uh, committing sexual acts with wasn't even the proper age. And uh, so it was just out of ignorance, not having that positive male figure in their lives, not having a role model to instruct them even in the area of dating. Uh, A lot of them I talked to, Uh, They didn't necessarily go out to commit murder, but it ended up escalating to that over drug deals, Uh, drug deals going bad, or stepping in to intervene on behalf of a friend. Uh, Some of them were convicted with second degree murder. As we know, second degree murder is not the intentional killing of another. Mm. Uh, That means it wasn't premeditated, but it happened sometimes throughout the course of a fight. Uh, You know, so I, I, I saw that they, we're not making good social decisions. And and nine times out of 10, maybe even 10 times out of 10, there was not a positive male figure in their line.
0: Having said that, uh, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, you could hear the dedication, you know, in, in your voice as to say, Something needed to be done. Something had to be done. Uh, but you were very forthright and, and, uh, in the article uh, that was written about you that this is personal for you. And you mentioned earlier about your two sons. Uh, and, 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 and they had some challenges as well, did they not?
4: Yes, Chip. They, they had major challenges. Uh, they, those, my two boys, I, for one, I've never been an absent father. Mm-hmm. i've never been absent
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh my father wasn't absent and i and i appreciate that and i'm I'm thankful for that i thank god for that mm-hmm. and so uh i had that positive role model and that positive male figure in my household my entire life and and i vowed that my children my boys uh, would never be without me and i promised them that every time that they look around that daddy would be there um uh, now uh they got to the age to where they made their their own decisions and uh, from that first union, uh, that was my first wife, and we divorced. So when we divorced, I had I took custody of my children.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And so uh, I wasn't the fun parent. Uh, I wasn't, you know, you always got the fun parent and, and the sure. strict parent.
0: Sure. Sure. And
4: uh, so I was the parent with the rules and the guidance and the structure and the discipline. Mm-hmm. And so, but I never did, um, I never did want to keep them away from their mother just because you had the adults that decided that we could not uh, continue in this union. Uh, so, but I didn't want the kids to be away from their mom. So on the weekends they would go visit. Right. And it was during these visits that they got involved with gangs in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, they got involved with the vice lords. I mean, I, I'm just gonna call it like it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got involved with the vice lords, and and so uh, that that's it's what led them down that path. So one day when I picked them up from their mother's house, I saw them saying goodbye to their friend and they did a handshake. Uh, now, keep in mind, I was a gang investigator
0: right, uh, right.
4: for years. Mm-hmm. So I recognized this as a gang handshake. And that's when I dove deep and, and more intently uh, with this affiliation that I had I had perceived. And so, uh, so, man, not to go into all the details, but um, my oldest boy was, uh, he committed, uh, he was convicted of two counts of attempted first degree murder. Wow. uh, Probably 10 years ago now, he was 17. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had decided that he wanted to live with his mom. Within six months, he was turning 18.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. So he decided he wanted to live with his mother, so he left home and um, it wasn't a runaway situation because like I said, within six months, he would be 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And so that same year, uh, he shot two Crip gang members in a shootout and uh so right now he's serving a 20-year sentence in the state penitentiary oh. and so um and yeah man it, it gets worse you know um my son under him he would not leave the gangs alone as well and sure enough he made his way back to t- jackson tennessee and uh in the commission of a robbery uh, they left his lifeless body on the floor uh in an apartment while they were robbing uh, a crip gang member for for some marijuana, mm. and so it caused him his life, and so uh, he lost his life at a young age. Uh, I, I get confused with his age when he died when he was killed. I think he was, I think he was nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He 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 was 21. He was 21 years old.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, and he was killed. And so, at the same time, I'm feeling this burden of helping other young men. And so you can only imagine what position that put me in with doubting what I felt was a call on my life, looking at the situation as uh, as I couldn't save my own young men, my own boys. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
4: so I had to deal with that, um, and I had to battle that, and I struggled with that. I really struggled with that because, uh, let the truth be told, um, I didn't save my middle son. Now, my oldest boy, he still has a chance. He, he, he'll get out one day. Mm-hmm. Um, But I had to turn that negative situation into something positive. And so the drive and the desire, uh, it even intensified within me because I was not going to sell out to uh, the vicissitudes that life had brought my way. Yeah, I was not going to abandon the vision. And so uh, I moved forward. I didn't have a lot of energy and tenacity, but I continued to move forward. And uh, here we are today. Uh, still moving forward in this vision, still helping young people, still changing lives, and I'm able to tell that story to young people. Uh, we don't operate out of a fear approach. We don't operate out of a militant or a boot camp approach. Right. Um, we operate out of love and compassion.
0: Yeah, and real. You're being real. You're being real. Being, I mean, this just is just real. being real, this
4: is my this, brother. Just being real. This is this is so, yeah. and it connects with them.
0: Yeah. So, well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you this. I, I, was, I was very, very impressed uh, by reading about you uh, and, uh, you know, obviously your background experience uh, uh, in law enforcement, but the personal experiences and the tragedies that you had to deal with uh, in terms of that. And that is uh, clearly what has fueled you uh, to, to change the lives of these young people. Randy, uh, uh, if people want to know more about Hope Activated or want to get involved uh, with you, talk with you uh give us some contact information how can we reach out to find you
4: man i'm so glad you asked uh we're our location for one is at 988 mississippi boulevard and we're located uh most people in memphis know the uh soul food grill restaurant in mississippi and walker yeah we're directly next door to them and uh and so we have a an organization or a business facebook page up at hope activated you can look us up on there and contact us from there uh we also have our our website is up um and it's at uh Mm www.hopeactivated.org and uh our information is there uh the office phone number is 901-484-3062 or either chip they can send an email uh we we receive email referrals all the time you know i i received one yesterday from um the um the district attorney's office, public defender's office rather.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh
4: we're going out to the to the detention center and uh talk to some some mentees that was referred to us from there. So the email address is rtaylor at hopeactivated.org.
0: Well listen, uh you know, I hope I hope that people are paying attention to this. I hope that if they didn't see it live, that they that they go and they and they, they rebroadcast. This is podcast, so they can they can see it anytime. Randy, God bless you, man, for what you are doing. Uh, we need more soldiers just like you, and that's why it was so important for me. And and I know you. And I I, I know it was a kind of a it was a tough tough one to get <laughs> us together here. But I'm so happy that you made time for because I wanted people to hear uh, why this uh, this organization is so important and why it's so important to you. And while we all need you, you're, you're you're pulling together. You're putting a spirit out um, that we all need to pull together. And uh, I just want to wish you nothing but the best of your success. And now that we know each other, anything we can do, and I mean this uh, sincerely, anything we can do on this program uh, to help you in any way uh, to further your mission, all you have to do is reach out, man. I'm 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 always here, always here. Thank you so much, Chip.
4: And once again, man, like you said. I know we we went through some uh, some turmoil trying to get this get this date set, <laughs> yeah, but uh, nonetheless, man, I'm happy that it happened, and I appreciate you for even thinking about us and bringing us on. Um, I'm excited to that you allowed us to use your platform to get this message out there, and we are committed to this. There's no stopping us, and it, we're moving forward, man. And our our objective is to make a difference in the lives of our young people here in Memphis, Tennessee. Thank As- you so much, my brother.
0: A- absolutely. that God bless you, man. Happy holidays to you and your family, and I look forward to talking to you in 2024, okay? For sure. We'll make it happen. Absolutely. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate it. All right. Coming. Thank you. <laughs> (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the man uh, who is doing what he is doing to try to save our generation, our next generation. uh, They need help, and we need uh, soldiers like him to be able to do that. I'm really, really glad that we were able to get him on the show. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, or our next break, and when we come back, we can shift gears a little bit and hopefully talk of some politics uh, with uh, a fella that uh, uh, all of us know and if you didn't know, you heard about him pretty quick uh, as, as in, in, in the world of politics. He is uh, State Representative Justin J. Pearson, and he's supposed to be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we will continue on this Monday edition, this last edition of this year of Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Don't go away.
3: BassBerry Sims is proud to support WYXR, celebrating over 100 years of dedication to diversity, equity, and inclusion in leading clients through legal challenges. More information at BassBerry.com.
1: Anita Ward, here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Russ College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Russ College's praises. Did you know, Russ College offers 23-plus majors. Two new ones will be implemented this fall, Forensic Science and Religious Studies. For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit russcollege.edu.
2: Whether you kickstart your weekends with Amanda on Finders Keepers, cure your Sunday scaries with Brandy on Putting On Airs, jet set across the globe with DJ Alpha Whiskey on Flight Risk, or spend your Saturday afternoons in the company of the one and only Pastor Ship, we thank you for listening to WYXR this year and supporting the over 90 volunteers that make up this station. Elevate your radio experience and ensure these incredible volunteer DJs continue to soundtrack your days in 2024. Visit newyear.wyxr.com to make a tax-deductible donation and make a difference as we enter the new year.
3: Think about how much you've listened to WYXR over the past year. If it was an hour or two hours every day, or most days, you've listened between 500 and 700 hours. And that's a lot of radio, and it's worthy of your financial support. Become a contributing listener in time for the new year, or renew your support now. Visit newyear.wyxr.org today to make your year-end tax-deductible contribution. Support for WYXR comes from the Orpheum Theater, presenting Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer the Musical on December 19th. It's an adventure that teaches us what makes you different can be what makes you special. More information at orpheum-memphis.com.
0: uh, my next guest is really someone who doesn't need much of an introduction. If he hasn't had a whirlwind of a year, I don't know anybody who has. <laughs> he is, uh, you know, when he when he first announced that he was going to run uh, for the state representative for the seat for Barbara Cooper, he was on this show. And uh, he has had quite a year since. He was elected. Uh, he went up to Nashville to serve the citizens uh, that he represents. And, of course, uh, you know, wanted to lobby for 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 gun control rights uh, and, 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 and the rights of people uh, not only here, but up in Nashville after a shooting. Uh, he was expelled uh, from the House. He, along with Justin Jones and, and another one of their partners, he had to go through another reelection. Uh, but he's back. And he is fired up and he is ready to go. And he is State Representative Justin J. Pearson. And he joins us now. And uh, it is great to see you, my friend. Uh, how are you doing? It is great to be
5: with you. Indeed, it has been an extraordinary year uh, for District 86 for this movement uh, that we're in and a part of to end gun violence. And also to just lift up the voices in our community that for a long time have been ignored by the people in the Tennessee General Assembly. And I appreciate your help in making sure we spread the word about the need for us to be engaged and involved in what's going on uh, and to help to really keep our democracy going and to change the things that are happening in our community, like this epidemic of gun violence, using all the resources and tools and energy that we've got.
0: Now, you know, and having said that, you live here, uh, you, you know, you, you, you represent, uh, you know, a district here. Uh, Memphis uh, has uh, made news uh, and, and for, for not a, a, a lot of good reasons of late Our uh, uh, escalating crime uh, issues are front page news uh, each and every day. I know you. You're a very thoughtful young man. And I know how much uh, this uh, bothers you. And how much it disturbs you, and how much you would like to see change. But, but just as a just as a as as a, as a beginning of this process, uh, you know, how are you affected by what you see and what you hear uh, every day happening in our streets? Mm-hmm.
5: Deeply affected. I mean, for me, this is not something that I get desensitized to. This is not something that I become conditioned toward or am willing to accept as the way that things have to be in our community. And so, I, I still am as sad. Uh, as angry as frustrated as many people are, uh, every single time that we deal with the effects of gun violence, the reality is, and in some communities they pay attention to gun violence. You know, after mass incidents happen, mm-hmm. right? And we saw that even in our own state with the terrible tragedy in the Covenant School and how harmful that was to our community and shattering across our country, three nine-year-olds, three folks going to work who were killed because of a, a mass shooter. Mm-hmm. And we deal with the reality chip every day, uh, just about where someone is shot or killed due to gun violence in our community. And that trauma, that tragedy shatters families. It shatters our sense of safety and security. And so I, I remain, and my resolve in this issue uh, does not change uh, because I see what it is doing in District 86, I see what it's doing to my hometown and the community that I care so much about. And even this year, you know, uh, on January 10th, uh, Larry Thorne, my classmate from Mitchell high School he and I graduated together, was killed uh, due to an act of gun violence. Mm. Last fall, my uh, mentor, Dr. Yvonne Nelson, was killed due to an act of gun violence. Several years ago, my younger cousin was killed due to an act of gun violence. And so it isn't something that I care about uh, for you know a moment. This is something that matters because uh, uh, aunts and uncles and mothers, are continuously and consistently grieving the loss of loved ones from unnecessary and preventable acts of violence that could be prevented if people in positions of power did what they were empowered to do, which is to protect our communities.
0: You have been fighting and fighting and fighting this uh, against uh, uh, the folks up in Nashville, your Republican colleagues in, in particular in, in that House. Uh, I have asked uh, many of your colleagues uh, through the course of time, uh, you know, what can realistically be done uh, to a state house uh, that allows uh, people as young as eighteen uh, to have guns uh, without permits, without background checks, without any kind of checks and balances at all. What kind of hope, and I know you'll never give up, but I mean, what kind of realistic hope do we have, Justin, uh, as you prepare to go back to intercession next month uh, to try to get this changed and to try to get uh, some sane minds, uh, you know, to understand that this is a crisis that we're all dealing with?
5: Yeah, no, we're living in, it's a gun violence epidemic that's happening that is going to require a coordinated effort between our federal, our state, our local People in order to address I mean gun violence is the number one killer of children in the yes. state of Tennessee Yes, and in, 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 in this country. This is not the way that things should be right that this is not uh, What we can accept as our new normal. This is not how our, our children should be living and, and walking and operating in fear Neither should any of us be scared to go downtown right at night or go to a church or or, or go to to school uh, these are things that are uh, the real fears that are for our communities. And the truth is, this movement that is building, this multiracial, intergenerational movement of people that is growing across the state of tennessee across across even political spectrums i think is forcing some republicans who are in more competitive districts who are in places uh, where the parents are calling and are emailing for them to do something is forcing them to have a change maybe not a change of heart but at least a change in perspective that this movement to end gun violence this movement for our democracy it is growing and we are not going anywhere and i think ultimately it is going to be our persistence to this cause and this issue that is going to change the general assembly and that's something that i want to encourage all of your listeners i want to encourage everyone who cares deeply about these issues to, to 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 pay attention to democracy is not just what happens on election day i'm so fortunate to be reelected and to be serving district 86 in the legacy of dr barbara cooper but democracy's activation happens between elections and so it's the committee meetings that we continue to go to it's the phone calls that we continue to make. It's the engagement that we continue to have between elections that really show that our democracy is worth fighting for. And we force those who are in positions of power to do what we need for them to do. And right, we're in a supermajority Republican state. Right. That is a is, is a hill to climb. Sure. But. To your point, we're not going to to shy away from it. We're going to pass put forward ten bills next year related to it. And then I want to say a little bit about what we're going to try and do locally. But Go no, ahead.
0: No, no, no. I was gonna. I was gonna. That was my next point. My next question. I mean, what, what do we do here? How do we? How do we? How do we change things here? How do we change minds, hearts, and perspectives here to try to to curb this problem?
5: Yeah, I mean, it, the interesting in Shelby County is we have sort of two narratives that are going forward. One narrative says we need to do all that we can to wrap around the services that we can for our, our youth wraparound services for those who are involved in the criminal legal system to support them in order that they might have economic stability, they might have housing security, we might be able to provide the resources necessary in order for them not to be a part of or involved in crime. And then there's this other narrative that says we need to lock them up more. We need to extend the amount of time that they are incarcerated. There's a revolving door at 201 Poplar, and that is the root of our problem. And it completely ignores the effects of poverty. It completely ignores the effects of disinvestment in communities. And so we have to be intentional about saying we did not wake up to this reality in Memphis and Shelby County on a whim. It has been uh, uh, decades-long efforts that have led to the consequences that we are now dealing with. It's a state legislature that passed permitless carry laws that have made it so that people can be in these rings, quite literally, that are breaking into cars and stealing guns. It's years of disinvestment in communities that have made it so that people are robbing just so that they can have some financial uh, resources, right, from Uh basic minimum things, Uh right? Like, we didn't just wake up to this reality. And so there's going to be an honest conversation that we have to have, which is we're not going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be solved. But there are some things we can do locally. One of the things that we have to do is to vote and participate in electing our city council and county commissioners, electing general sessions, clerk, electing people in positions of power who are saying I want to prioritize this issue and I want to do it from a way that is just, a way that is fair, in a way that does not try and replicate the harms that we have done in the past. I think the other thing we have to do after you get people in office, you have to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Accountability does not mean I just wish those politicians would do a good job. Accountability means I'm going to show up at city council meetings, I'm going to show up at county commission meetings, I'm going to show up at the mayor's offices, I'm going to make those phone calls, I'm going to participate with organizations that are doing that advocacy work such as Memphis Community Against Pollution, Protect Our Aquifer, MICA, or your church, right, that is and that are advocacy organizations in and of themselves, the NAACP. The other thing is we got to look at our our mayor and Mayor Young. Mayor, like Young, uh, has some really good plans and proposals uh, in place to deal with public safety and to deal with uh, what I believe will be, you know, a really uh, good office of violence prevention that is similar to what the federal government is doing. And we have to look at this holistically. That is not just calling police after a crime has happened right like that that's what that's about we have to do all the things preventatively yeah, pre, to yeah. in people's lives to prevent this in the first place yeah
0: proactive instead of reactive In what you're saying that's right yeah well listen my friend i gotta run but i want you to know uh that uh we are and i say we collectively are extraordinarily proud of you uh because uh, you're a young you're a young lion and you're a young fighter and we need that uh we need that desperately need that and we know uh that you're going to uh to to display that uh, when when the house reconvenes uh, in just a few weeks uh uh listen anytime uh there is uh, something that you need us to to broadcast or you want to broadcast yourself here uh you right at home on this radio station you know that and on I this show you know anything. i
5: appreciate you so much and thank you for giving me the time and the opportunity and just many thanks from our district to you and happy happy holidays
0: happy holidays to you Justin we're talking we're talking 2024 for sure Absolutely. Oh, we got to absolutely, my friend. Yes, take care now. All right, Justin, Justin J. Pearson, ladies and gentlemen, State Representative, District eighty-six, joining us uh, and laying out what needs to happen here, Uh, Memphis. We can't give up. We can't. We can't fold our tents. We, you know, we have uh, young lions like him representing us in the House of Representatives, and you know what. Bit by bit, chip by chip, they will get it done. We thank him for coming on the show. One last break, a quick one, and we will continue with this uh, edition of Real Talk Memphis right, right here. <laughs> God, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back.
1: Anita Ward. Here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Russ College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Russ College's praises. Did you know, Russ College and Ole Miss have partnered up to offer the all new three and two program. Students interested in engineering can earn two degrees in five years by taking courses on both campuses. For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit russcollege.edu.
0: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. And my next guest is 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 uh, someone who really doesn't need an introduction. Everybody knows him. He is an author. He is a commentator. He is a columnist. And uh, I am uh, happy to call him a friend. He is whenever I need the truth and whenever I want to want to know what the real thoughts and opinions are. I come to him. And what better way to end uh, 2023 than to bring in uh, Otis Sanford? And he is the man and I see him. And, and Otis, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate you. And how you doing?
6: I'm doing fine, Chip. Uh, thank you for having
0: me tonight. No, listen, man, always. So I don't know if you were able to listen uh, right before you. Uh, we had uh, Justin J. Pearson on to talk uh, a little bit about uh, some of the issues and some of the concerns that are happening as he uh, approaches another uh, year in that 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 house called the state legislature up there in Nashville. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But 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 basically, you know, from you, uh, Otis, this has really been, I guess, a tumultuous year. Uh, uh, And unlike one who's who's, talking about you, someone who's been here pretty much all his life, uh, you know, to see what we have seen, to experience what we are constantly experiencing uh, in our city uh, with this violence and this turmoil uh, that we are dealing with. What 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 goes through you?
6: Well, uh, you're absolutely right, Chip. Uh, This has to be one of, if not the most tumultuous years Uh, certainly in my lifetime uh, in Memphis. Uh, And it cuts through all areas of life. Uh, It cuts through certainly crime. Uh, It's unprecedented, the level of crime, especially the level of uh, homicides and murders that we uh, have had in this city this this year that broke uh, the record again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even beyond that, the the death of Tyree Nichols was a devastating blow uh, to our city. Um, you mentioned uh, Representative Pearson, who was on uh, just before me. And of course, the legislature is pretty much a joke all the time in the way they handle issues and, and fail to handle issues, uh, and that was a tumultuous year, uh, uh, expelling uh, the Tennessee three, including uh, Justin, uh, failing to do anything about guns. Uh, and so we had all of that. And then we also had the turmoil with the Memphis Grizzlies that we're still suffering through. Right yeah. Now. yeah, that's, that's true, part true. of it as well. So, yeah. yes, it's been a it's been a tough tough year. I'm glad it's basically over.
0: So we have elected a new mayor and uh, we have uh, elected uh, half a a new city council uh, that will be taking their seats uh, January 1st. Uh, What type of hope do you put in this new administration?
6: Well, uh, certainly, um, you know, the cynic in me says we can't go anywhere but up. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
6: So I guess I'll stick with that. Uh, I (laughs) am hopeful. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Paul Young uh, is uh, a talented uh, young man, certainly younger, far younger than I am. I have kids who are as old as he is older. Uh, and so um, I have a lot of hope for him. Uh, he has the experience uh, in municipal government. Uh, he doesn't bring the political baggage that uh, others may bring. And so I am hopeful that if he sound, uh, surrounds himself with some good people, um, and and I think he's already this way. I mean, he doesn't uh, pretend as if he knows everything and has all the answers. Uh, I think we will, I think it's a hopeful time. Uh, as far as the city council, we'll wait and see. Um, we still have some veterans there uh, who are coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just wanna see how they work with the new mayor. I think they'll work better with him probably uh, than without going mayor uh, Jim Strickland in some ways.
0: He has uh, made the announcement that he has uh, decided to uh, retain uh, our current police chief, C.J. Davis. What are your thoughts about that?
6: Well, um, and and I mentioned this over the weekend on television. Um, I think that it was the right. Now, some people may uh, dis- disagree with me on that. But I just think that uh, for a mayor just coming in uh, with all the issues that we currently have, certainly with crime, that he did not need to start out his administration trying to find a new police chief. That is a tough, tough uh, thing to do It's time consuming. uh, And he needs to be devoted to other things. He all if you know, if he does not think that she's performing up to his standards later on, uh, he can always make the move later. He's got four years,
2: mm-hmm.
6: uh, at least four years. Mm-hmm. So no, let's not let's not start out with the most crucial decision that he has to make, uh, or the most crucial appointment, and and starting from scratch with that, with all the other issues we have with crime uh, and the police department.
0: We mentioned uh, soon to be outgoing mayor Jim Strickland, and uh, of course uh, you have had your thoughts and. Uh, opinions uh, about him uh, during this eight year period uh, as he is about to exit that office. uh, What are your, what are your closing thoughts about his performance uh, as mayor of our city?
6: Well, uh, overall,
0: uh, and I, you know, I used to be a
6: uh, journalism professor at the U of M. So I give, (laughs) I I give a grade based on the whole body of work. Mm -hmm. I don't just look at one, two, three, four, five things. And because When you look at them that way, there have been some good things and there have been some bad things. Right. So overall, I think it has been a a pretty successful uh, mayor tenure, basically. Uh, I think he was uh, the victim of some bad circumstances, Chip. Um, I think COVID-19 hurt a lot of momentum that he was trying to build early on uh, in that second term. Uh, I think that um, the crime, which is, uh, you know, every major city is having crime problems. So it's not just Memphis. And so I think that was that was just tough on him. That crime basically went up every year almost of his uh, tenure in office. Um, So but but having said that, I I do think the mayor in a lot of ways was a little thin skin on some things. Uh, he did not take some of the criticism uh, very well, certainly not by some members of the media, mm-hmm. uh, and that's unfortunate. But I think overall, with the way he helped to uh, develop our uh, parks, uh, certainly uh, Tom Lee Park, uh, you, you have to give him a little bit of credit with that, uh, even though Carol Coletta was sort of the spearheader of that. Um, but it happened under his administration. Uh, so, I mean, he did do some things, but the crime problem is going to, for right or wrong, is going to define his tenure, and that is not a good thing.
3: Mm-hmm. But
6: I still say overall, he did uh, a pretty decent job.
0: Well, you know, my friend, uh, I, uh, I I, I turn to you uh, more more than a few times during the year, especially just to kind of gauge your thoughts and opinions on 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 this and as I'm wrapping up the year uh, in terms of the show, I'll be back in January. But I, but I just wanted to, to say thank you for always being honest uh, and, and, and open uh, in your thoughts, and your opinions. Uh, <coughs> you, you, you know, you you have uh, developed a reputation in this city uh, as, as someone you can go to who won't sugarcoat um, what needs to be said and we need more of that in our city and i just wanted to personally uh to thank you for 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 being that guy in our city and I, always somebody that i can uh, that i that I have respected for a very long time and that i really appreciate and i want to thank you for for joining me during the year and i hope uh that you will uh, uh take some time off the golf course next year to join me again uh in 2024 <laughs>
6: Well, my golf game is so bad, uh, you know,
0: <laughs> I, I'll be hoping and praying that you'll call me. <laughs> oh, man. You are so. Otis, thank you, man. My, thank you, my friend, for coming. Happy holidays to you and your family. You tell your wife. I know she just had a birthday. Uh, happy belated birthday for me. And uh, And I really appreciate you, my friend. Be safe. Be careful out there. And a happy new year. I look forward to talking to you in 24.
6: Yep, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're a class act, and uh, I always enjoy it. So happy holidays to you, and uh, happy New Year to you.
0: Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that puts the cap on uh, another great show tonight. Uh, great guests, a great show, great conversation, as we always have. And uh, as Bryn plays this out, uh, this is uh, the last uh, Real Talk Memphis for 2023. It's been a great year. And I want to thank all of the people who joined me Uh This past year, I I could not even begin to name (laughs) all the folks who who did, but thank you, uh, all of you out there who gave up your time, uh, and uh, just to be able to talk to me and to talk to our listeners out there. Uh, Great thanks to Lola uh, Nicole and uh, Bryn uh, for all they do To keep this thing upright Uh, It's not as easy as some may think Uh, It takes a little bit of work to put shows on like this Each and every week and try to uh, put a quality Broadcast together And I I couldn't do it without them Uh, And I'm very very thankful for them And I'm also thankful for you uh, The listeners out there uh, Those who supported this show Those who have found our show uh, Those who like what we do Uh, We'll be back uh, January 8th, the first uh, full, I guess, week of the new year. Uh, And uh, in the meantime, please, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Hope it's a safe and wonderful time for you as well. And for all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, I'm Chip. We're out. We'll see you in 2024.